What's going on, everybody? It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LeFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LeFave, on Twitter at JevinLeFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. You can head to the YouTube, Left Side Heavy, subscribe, like, hit the bell. You can find full episode podcasts there. They release on the same day of the audio podcast. So be sure to uh, be sure to head there. And um, today on this episode, episode 67, it's another two-parter, back-to-back two-parters. Uh, John Grimaldi from the From My Point of View podcast, he joins the podcast once again. And uh, usually we talk some NBA, but this time we talk week nine of the NFL and uh, some of the headlines, OBJ, Henry Ruggs, Von Miller trade, Aaron Rodgers lying about the vaccine. And we talked about some of the games that uh, took us by surprise. Uh, Matt Glock, um, he then joins on after or hops on after. And we talked some NBA and NHL. Uh, let me apologize in advance. We had some network issues, so some of the audio might be kind of hard to articulate. And it's, yeah, it was just, it was trouble on both ends. We tried to make it work. We tried our best and I tried to edit it as best as possible. So please forgive me if it's a little bit of a hard listen to, but I appreciate the support. Uh, I hope you understand. But no, regardless of that, it was a super fun conversation with both of these guys. Um, I highly recommend you stay and listen to the whole thing. It is a long one, but it is a good one. So um, sit back, enjoy, leave a rating review, like, subscribe, do everything you possibly can to help grow the show. Enjoy the episode. It's episode 67 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LaFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LaFave, on Twitter at JevinLaFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. On this episode, I'm welcoming back John Grimaldi, host of the From My Point of View podcast, part of the Blue Wire Hustle program as well. John, thanks for coming back on. How you doing, man? What's up? Uh, so it's technically my second time, right? I think we've recorded three times and one didn't work. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, recurring guest I am. Awesome. Good to be back. Uh, what have you been up to lately? Uh, same old, same old. Uh, started a new job. So that's been something that's uh, fun, of course. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the newest thing. Just new job. What? Uh, what's the job? Uh, just like a production assistant job at uh, CBS in New York. Oh, that's so, sweet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's been fun. It's been a good learning experience. So yeah, for sure. Uh, just been doing that for like the past couple months. But um, yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun. But other than that, um, I've been writing and uh, doing my podcast, slaving away at the grind. You know how it goes. <laughs> you know how it goes. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's um. It's always fun starting new jobs, whether it's even just like the smallest of things. Um, being the new guy is always kind of intimidating, but it's always fresh to it's like a new busy. A new busy is always good. 
Yeah, yeah. And there's people like who have the same job as me that I work with that are around my age. So like it's all, you know, it's all relative. So you're not like the smallest fish in like a yeah, big exactly, pond. Yeah. exactly, exactly. There's other people that I'm there with, but um, it's it's definitely it's definitely fun. Yeah, when I uh, was working full time, I um, I was like, man, like going to school because I'm going to school full time now. And when mm-hmm. that started back in October, I was like, man, I might, yeah, I'm off work full time, but like, I'm gonna be just as busy just with something else. So like, whenever, but I'm like. It's a new kind of busy, so it's still going to be like a little bit different. Like yeah. a, the bit of a change up's always nice. But uh, I usually bring you on uh, past, or I guess last time, but like the past two times since we've recorded twice prior to this, I brought you on for NBA. But we're going to kind of switch it up, and we're going to talk uh, the Week Nine slate of Love the NFL. It. And um, last episode, uh, I talked uh, hockey with. Um, uh, Michael Bartner, but so I haven't necessarily touched on some of the big topics that have uh, come up. Um, we'll start off with probably, probably the biggest one. Um, Henry Ruggs is released by the uh, Las Vegas Raiders due to a DUI resulting in death. Um, in uh, what what day did that happen? Like roughly, like it sometime was, it last was last, week. It was right after week eight. It was like Tuesday morning or Monday. Yeah, I think Tuesday morning at like three a.m. Yeah, it was absolute devastating um, situation for the victim and everything, um, everyone involved. But Henry Ruggs was going at one hundred fifty six miles per hour, one twenty eight prior to the like just before the accident. Uh, his blood alcohol level was 0.161. So it's like double the legal limit. And uh, the victim died and her dog died as well, who was in the car. And Ruggs mm. was charged with DUI, um, resulting in death. And did he get another charge as well? Yeah, he had a, he had a gun in his car. So that's he right. Got, um, he got like a couple reckless driving charges, DUI resulting in death. And he got hit with a charge after they investigated his car. There was a, a gun in the car. Uh, so he got, um, I think it was, I guess it was registered cause they didn't mention anything about it being like a, an illegal firearm or anything like that. So it was yeah. probably registered to him, but obviously you can't have a gun on your person when you're intoxicated. Yeah. That's a, that's a crime. That's I'm pretty sure that's a felony as well. So, um, yeah, he got hit with, with like four or five charges that I think he's up to punishable up to like 45 years in prison. Yeah. I mean, he, he messed up his life. He, yeah. he messed up his life and it's, it's really sad. Um, it's, it's not that like, I necessarily feel bad for him, Yeah, but I feel sad for everything that happened. Yeah, you know, because like at the end of the day, he's a 22 year old kid who just completely ruined his life. Yeah. Now, is it is there anyone to blame other than him? No, no. it's not like there are, especially nowadays, right? In in the year 2021, there's Uber, there's Lyft. You can call a cab. The NFL for their players has car services that you can call to come pick you up. Like there are just so many. Would call a friend, do something else. Like you yeah. know, there are just so many different things to 
to do where to avoid situations like this. But, uh, and, and it's really, it's, it's a sad circumstance because a 23 year old girl lost her life. Um, and he ruined his and yeah. he could have killed his girlfriend. Also, she, she's lucky to be alive. His girlfriend um, was in the car too. His girlfriend was in his car with him. Yeah. What? So she's, God. she's lucky to be alive. Yeah. She had serious injuries that she suffered. Um, she's, she's okay, but you know, she is going to go through some, probably some pretty intense physical therapy and everything like that. And, you know, somehow it always ends up with these drunk driving incidences that the drive, the drunk driver is always the one who ends up yeah. coming out the least harmed, which is just some like really messed up irony. Um, I know. But he, yeah, he, it's sad because he ruined, he just ruined his life, his entire yeah. life, 22 years old, just gone, threw it away. And uh, do you see what Derek Carr said, his little press conference that he had? Yeah, I man, Derek Carr is such a good human being, man. It's, yeah. Because he's like one of the last people in this league and like on this planet that deserves bad shit to happen to him. And this season has been a travesty. <laughs> First, John Gruden, the guy who he's loved being coached by, gets those emails found and all that. Mm -hmm. And um, so he loses that uh, bond. And then when he said like, when I go by Henry Ruggs's locker or whatever, I'm just never going to see that player there again. That almost like broke me. I'm like, damn, that is like, that sucks just for like Derek Carr's situation. But I mean, like you said, with rugs, like we have Uber and Lyft and we have other variables to get home. You don't have to drive home every single time. Like don't drink and drive. It's, it's 2021. Like right. we have other variables to go to and if i'm not mistaken he was heading back from uh the owner's house or is i'm um, maybe i'm thinking about a different uh uh all i remember was the last thing i saw that a lot of people were like posting it was like at 11 30 he was at top golf and Derek oh Carr, i thought that Derek was the day Carr was saying that he was texting uh him and hunter renfro yeah about like golf tips yeah. Um, and I, I like, I respect Derek Carr, you know, it's like, if that was one of your friends that did something like that, like, I don't think I would completely, you know, drop them and like banish them from my yeah. life and not, and not talk to them and just, and just kick them to the curb. Um, and would they be would like would I hold them accountable and and be stupid and not make excuses? Yeah, of course. But like if if that truly is his friend and Derek Carr is like a man of God and all that kind of stuff, right? He's very religious. Um, so I I understand where he's coming from. He's like you know yeah. I I know Henry's feeling some type of way about himself and if he needs someone to love him and if no one will, I will. I thought that was really touching and I thought it was uh, commendable as a just like from a human being aspect um yeah I, I thought i thought that was that was nice of him to say again doesn't excuse what he did yeah. or henry Rugg did he still ruined uh multiple lives mm -hmm. and families in the process so uh he he'll be he'll be punished you know he'll he'll get he'll get some jail time 
Yeah. Um, I don't think he's going to get all 45 years that he possibly could get, but he'll more likely than not serve a handful of years in prison. So, yeah, it's because Derek Carr didn't let Henry Ruggs off, but he still said like, like, yeah, like I'm like, you're still my guy, but like not saying what you did was obviously right. Like he, Derek Carr didn't say that, but he was still saying along the lines where like he wasn't, defending rugs in any yeah. sort of way but he's still letting him know like look we're still got like we're still boys like I'll, I'll i'll still be in your corner but what you did was dumb so he was it was a very good press craft press conference and like balancing um how like holding rugs accountable but still letting him know that he's still there for him so but yeah just an awful situation and all and just sucks for the victim and victim's family and it shouldn't have happened is it's it's heartbreaking it's heartbreaking but um we'll go on to another topic this one is very current uh odell released by the browns um we are recording tuesday night and so we're past his waiver claim no one picked him up so he's able to sign wherever he wants um what do you make of this whole situation being released by the Browns kind of forcing his way out with his dad releasing that video of saying like, <laughs> Oh, like Odell's been open all the time. And like Baker's never thrown to him. Yeah. Obviously it's hard being a quarterback. Cause you can't just be like, Hey, I'm going to throw to Odell on this play. Like Baker, like he's just, he's trying to make the best possible play in the current situation Baker's in and just like situational, right? Maybe he just yeah. doesn't see Odell all the time, but. Yeah, what do you uh what do you make of this Odell situation? Yeah, I was actually recording my podcast for tomorrow uh also and I was recording as the four o'clock deadline broke and he became a free yeah. agent. And I was hoping to get like as I was recording to get something and I didn't get yeah. it. Um I, I expect probably tomorrow it's like eight fifteen now, Eastern time. Yeah. Um so I don't expect anything to happen today. Uh, yeah. At this hour, I would expect maybe tomorrow morning or tomorrow afternoon. Um, if he, if Odell wants to play this Sunday, tomorrow would probably be the deadline yeah. um, for him to do that. Because if he play, if he signs anywhere like Thursday or Friday, the odds of him playing anywhere on Sunday are very slim. Um, so I, w- I would expect something like that uh, probably tomorrow, and. I saw chatterings online. Um, the Seahawks, which I don't doesn't make agree sense with because they're right now they're three and five. Russell Wilson is coming back next week, but yep. they're still three and five on the outside looking in as it as it is right now. So in a very tough division with two teams having the top two spots. Very exactly like he's not going to go somewhere where it's like you're pretty much playing for a wild the second wild card, second or third wild card spot. Um, the Packers. Uh, there was a tweet by Jordan Schultz. Devontae Adams apparently liked the tweet. Yeah, no, said, I saw that too. Um, if Odell clears waivers, the Packers will be his number one pri- uh, number one option. Which makes sense. I Yeah, I absolutely am all for that. He yeah. would be uh, a top-tier wide receiver, too, to Devontae Adams. Yeah. And someone that... Because Devontae Adams isn't really a, a speedster, right? He's a He's post-up a, kind of guy. Route runner. Elite route runner. Odell space. compliments him very well. Yeah. Go over the top, slants, intermediate routes that can that yeah. can help Devontae Adams get open as well. 
So I would love to see him go to the Packers. I think a lot of people wanted him to go to the Packers during the trade deadline, uh, during the offseason. I think that they were a team that a lot of people looked to and were like, this makes the most sense. Yeah. You know, this this is uh, something that everyone would benefit from. It would immediately make Aaron Rodgers the best quarterback that Odell has ever played for. And I'm a Giants fan. So Eli being... Um, my dog's looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> Eli being... Uh, the he was the best quarterback that Odell was playing with, right? Yeah. Like Eli, I'm sure when uh, Odell got to Cleveland, was like, man, this guy Baker doesn't give me the ball. I'm sure he really missed Eli then, right? 100%. And a lot of people were saying, oh, well, now he has a fi- he finally has a quarterback to throw to. Um, it, it was funny. It was a bit ironic. There she is, my dog. Hey. <laughs> <Zoom call. laughs> uh, I think the Packers make the most sense. Yeah, I think a lot of people agree with me on that as well. I did see that there was hope that the Giants maybe um, would that scoop would, them up on waivers, would. but again, you you know, no team that was three and six, four and five, like no team like that is really gonna go ahead and claim Odell because then that just invites a lot of problems because he won't, yeah. he doesn't want to be there. He wants to be. He's he's been. Also win. Mediocrity. Aside from that, one year with the Giants where they won like 11 games yeah. and then last year with the Browns, he tore his ACL and that was the Browns' best year that they've yeah. had in, in 20 years. And he wasn't really even a part of it. So, aside from that, he's just kind of been sludged in mediocrity uh, or just flat out bad teams. So, he doesn't want to do that again. Yeah. Uh, but regardless, he'll probably, he's a free agent right now. I don't, expect any team to give him like a big contract. It'll be like a one rip. year, like $3 million. They'll, deal they'll sign something. him. They'll sign him for the rest of the year. And yeah. then he'll be an unrestricted free agent again, come this off season. But uh, yeah. yeah, I don't expect anyone to give him like an actual deal off yeah. of this no. um, with whatever it is, six weeks left in the season. Yeah. I, I think the Packers make a lot of sense, but based off their history, a lot of receivers going to them have made sense and they just haven't, either drafted or signed receivers. So, like, it's hard to guarantee anything from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, well, the Packers are, for a successful franchise and for a franchise that's been blessed with three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, pretty much back-to-back-to-back with Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and Aaron Rodgers. Like, outside of them, they don't... And they drafted all of them. Uh, (laughs) Well, they traded traded for Favre, but still. um, They don't sign anyone. I know. It's, they they paid Aaron Jones, which was shocking. Yeah. Because they have A.J. Dillon, I'm shocked they paid Aaron Jones. I thought they'd be like, oh, let's ride with A.J. Dillon. We don't need him. Yeah. But they actually gave him money. But they don't really go out and and, and get big free agent guys. But uh, it would make sense for them to at least sign Odell for the rest of the year. No, it would. And 100%. Deal, with, deal with it afterwards, you know? Because like you said, Odell works on all levels of the field. And I think that's... if you, Like you see Valdez, Scanton, and Lazard, they're like good home run receivers like they're good for two for like 73 and a touchdown you're never gonna see like eight receptions from Lazard, right he's just a big play guy but odell can be that um post route slants and like 30 yards after the catch like kind of receiver whereas Devonte can stick to his red zone eliteness and then you know just his route running right but i agree with you i like my patriots i think he'd be 
good there. I think he'd be good for Mac. Um, he works on all levels. He can be a slant guy, screen, and there's he can be the guy. And I think I think he likes being the guy. Um, but also Patriots aren't contending this year. They're like they might make the playoffs. So we got think, that. Yeah, we got that extra wild card spot. Yeah. So there's three wild card teams, and right now they have it. They have yeah. they have the seventh wild card spot. Yeah. So I don't. I wouldn't say no. They're five and four right now, and yeah. adding someone like Odell into that offense would obviously be a huge bump. It's just that I don't know if Bill Belichick's going to mesh well with him. I I think uh, Odell likes Bill. I think he's kind of hinted towards wanting to play with Bill. It's just I think he might go with a more surefire pick in Green Bay, at least for the rest of the season, and then reevaluate his choices in the offseason. Yeah, because depending Packers on, are like seven and two. So it's yeah. like, okay, they're and that was without Rodgers. If Rodgers is playing, they Packers probably win that game. Yeah. So I think he's gonna edge with Packers and then maybe chase the bag or go to a good system somewhere else. Yeah, you know, depending, I think, on where the Patriots finish this year, uh, record wise, I think they could be a real viable option. Uh in terms of where he's signing for the rest of the year. I'd put them a little bit lower on the list. I, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like this is a team that's ready to win right now. And I think that's what Odell wants to do. Is he wants to yeah. win right now? So the Packers would make a lot more sense. But come free agency after the season's over, assuming he only signs somewhere for the rest of the year, the Patriots could be an option. Yeah. Um, it, it just really depends on Mac Jones. But you look at that situation and and like the Randy Moss thing uh that's like 15 years ago now but randy moss was in oakland hated it didn't want to be there his stats were suffering people were saying he was washed he was done this is it uh and then he got out of oakland and he went to new england and you know a lot of people were probably saying the same thing about Odell and Bill Belichick would that work out well he worked out with Randy Moss and Randy Moss was probably the most diva-ish wide receiver of his era and he worked out just fine in New England had yeah. the greatest wide receiver uh season in the history of the NFL or arguably one of you know yeah. so he he was incredible and he matched well granted his quarterback was Tom Brady and not Mac Jones, but yeah. It's, so there's there's diff, there's the same circumstances in terms of Moss and Beckham and where they are in their career, but in terms of who is there under center, like Mac Jones is not Tom Brady. So yeah, it, but it could be appealing depending on you know if if the Patriots win nine ten games and they finish nine and eight ten and seven, that could be appealing for a, a lot of players. Yeah. I agree. Especially because you look around right now, Damian Harris has really emerged as a, as a nice running back. But other than that, their receivers, you know, Jacoby Jones, Myers. I mean, Jacoby Myers has played uh, a ton of games and he has right now the most receiving yards in the history of the NFL without catching a touchdown. Still has not caught a touchdown pass, which is, yeah. it's an anomaly at this point. It yeah. really is. So you look around the receiving core and there's really no, like Myers is nice. He's okay. He would be a very, he would be a solid number two wide receiver, 
But right now he's their number one, and that's just it's not going to cut it offensively if you're the Patriots. Yeah. Uh, no, I totally agree. I think uh, if they have a good um, rest of the season, then they can maybe chase him after, depending on if Odell gets a one-year contract. But I like the way um, their defense, Matthew Judon, that signing's worked out a lot. Um, but no, I definitely like how the Patriots have been playing. And yeah, I'm just a huge fan of it. But we'll uh, we'll move on to Rodgers about his... Uh, Lying about getting the vaccine. He tested positive for COVID-19, missing the game against KC. Um, what do you uh, what are your thoughts about that? Uh it's winning cures everything. You know, if he goes out there Sunday and he beats Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, no one's gonna care. Yeah. Like it that's just is what it is. I know it's a big deal. Um it's only a big deal because of what's happening after the fact. Like he said, he was immunized. People thought that meant he got the vaccine. Turns out it didn't. So I think people are just ticked off that he's acted like he was vaccinated. You know, reporters are in there talking to him without wearing a mask. He's not wearing a mask. That kind of ticks some people off. It's a whole big thing. But at the end of the day, truthfully, you know, America likes winners. Yeah. <laughs> so if he goes and he he wins, that's it. Bad storylines tend to stick around when you're losing. And but winning cures everything, man. Winning cures everything. So if he just goes out, beats Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, this isn't going to be a, a storyline. Yeah. You know, assuming he doesn't get COVID again for the rest of the year, this will be a blip on the radar, and uh, no one's going to remember it. You know, Devontae Adams got COVID. He's vaccinated. It's really not about him being unvaccinated. It's about him stretching the truth, if you want to call it that. Because, like, in his eyes, he probably didn't lie. So. Yeah, he just wasn't clear. And so, like, yeah, technically he didn't lie because he never used the word vaccinated. He used immunized. So I don't know if you're a, a Star Wars kind of guy. I'm a I'm a Star Wars guy. Yeah. So in episode, I think five, Luke learns Darth Vader's his dad. And then he's yeah. talking to Obi-Wan's ghost. And he's like, well, what I told you was true from a certain point of view. That's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like, that exactly. Is, that is Aaron Rodgers. He's like, well, technically I didn't lie because I never yeah. said I was vaccinated. I said I was immunized. Yeah. And uh, they got fine. Uh, by the I, way. Uh, you looking at, at that? Yeah, I was just yeah. about to say uh, Packers are fined $300,000 for COVID violations and Aaron Rodgers and Alan Lazard are each fined $14,650. Why was Lazard fined? Did he lie about something? Maybe he was with Rodgers while like maybe Lazard didn't test positive. Did Lazard test positive? Because maybe he just broke COVID protocols because he didn't Maybe it was like close contact. I didn't, I don't actually know. But I don't I was, know either, but Lazard got fined anyway. Who, yeah. it's, that's the least of the, of yeah. the story. But yeah, Packers, so that makes sense. Packers are also made aware that future violations could result in escalated discipline, possible change of draft, draft position, or loss of draft choices. Mm-hmm. Which um, I'm surprised we just, wasn't taking action immediately, talking about yeah. like the whole, um, COVID violations. Yeah, these things take time and they got to investigate and stuff. And it's, I think, uh, I think the Saints last year were stripped of their sixth round pick because they were dancing in the locker room without masks on or something. COVID violations. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and uh, Hayden Barton, friend of the show, he's very vocal about that because he's a Saints fan and he doesn't yeah. like Rodgers, so all that. But um, yeah, as we kind of wind down, what did you think of uh, the Week Nine slate? It was uh, lots of upsets. Um, I mean, yeah, I just asked you about it, but there's one game I think we should all talk about. The Manning curse has been taking place and took his final uh, latest victim against Josh Allen. The Jacksonville Jaguars beat the Bills 9-6. to six. Yeah. Like, the Manning curse is re- that That Manning cast curse is, is real, is man. Le- it's kind of it crazy. It's real. It's kind of crazy. Every single player who's gone, every active player who's gone on the Manning cast has lost the following week. Are they doing... They're doing are week they, ten. Uh, they're doing a week ten one. Yeah. Do they have? Are they doing week eleven? Week eleven. The, uh, the Giants are back on Monday night again against the Buccaneers. But week ten, they're on a bye. The Giants. Um, who's Monday night this week? Do you know? I'll uh, I'll check right now. But uh, but, yeah, that that's a that's a real curse that's going on. That game was gross. It was so uh, nine bad. six, just like grinding it out in the muck. Yeah. <laughs> and, and these these two teams, man, the Jaguars, that has got to be that has got to be their biggest win in the past three years. When did they go to the AFC championship game and, and they lost to Brady and the Patriots? That was like 2018, 2017. It was the year that they played the Eagles, I think. Yeah, I really wanted that team to go to the Super Bowl, man. Freaking Blake Bortles. Um I love Blake Bortles, though. Yeah, so the man in cast has had six active NFL players join his guests. Uh, Josh Allen, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, Rob Gronkowski, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady. All six have lost their next games. You know what's crazy is that they had Gronk and Brady on, and the only two losses that the Bucks had came right <laughs> after those appearances. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I'm going to see who they have on. Um uh, when is the next man cast full TV schedule? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who is on next week, but I don't want to take too much time and looking for that. But yeah, it's uh, definitely something to keep uh, keep your eye on for the rest of the season. But oh, yeah. Uh, I wonder if players get disparaged by that. Like, I guess if you're superstitious or something like that, yeah. you wouldn't, you'd be like, ah, maybe I'd think twice about, you know, doing that because. You know, once is like whatever, twice is okay, three times, that's uh, a true, twice is a coincidence, three times a trend, four times is like, you know, yeah. that's alarming. So uh, the fact that it's happened like six times already is unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I think, honestly, the most impressive game this week was the uh, the Broncos. Yeah. They, they well, stomped out the Cowboys. The Cowboys got like two garbage time touchdowns and a two-point conversion to get 16. But uh, they they got they got manhandled by Denver. Yeah, that's something I don't think a lot of people were. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Maybe a yeah. Broncos fan somewhere out there, but I don't think <laughs> many people were expecting. I don't even yeah. think Broncos fans were expecting to <laughs> put a, keep the Cowboys to zero points into the, going into the fourth quarter. Like yeah. into the fourth quarter, they played time and yeah, Dallas still didn't score. It was insane. Yeah, it was un like it was unbelievable. Um, yeah, as I think one of my, uh, games of the week or performance of the week was Titans. They, uh, beat the Rams 
Yeah. Um, 28 to 16 on Sunday night. I didn't necessarily watch a lot of that game because I went to the Canucks game with my dad. So I was kind of out. Nice. But um, yeah. Did you uh, catch any of that Sunday night game? Because I mean, the Titans taking down the Rams. Rams are one of the more complete teams in the league. Yeah. Uh, They just acquired Vaughn Miller and I was going to highlight that, but they just acquired Vaughn Miller. He wasn't active that night, but I mean, Mm -hmm. hey, losing Derrick Henry and taking down one of the best teams in the NFL, that's something to... Right yeah, into. so the Titans, the Titans thing, uh, the past few years, they've been good and competitive. They won the AFC South, all that stuff. Their defense has been a huge like red flag for the past few years. But dating back to that win against the Bills, where they stuffed Josh Allen on like fourth and goal to get into the end zone, they stuffed yeah. him and they won. Dating back to that moment, the defense has played unbelievable football. Kevin Byard. Yeah. Byard had a pick six against uh, Stafford and they have just been playing great football. Like it it really has been a huge difference in the way the Titans play. Um, They didn't really get away from their game plan, game plan too much. They had a platoon of running backs um, against the Rams. They ran the ball a lot. Uh, Tannehill through, I think it was Swain, his tight end, threw a touchdown to him. He ran one in himself. They got the pick six. And the defense just dominated the the Rams yeah. the entire game. They really could not get anything going. And that is something difficult to do when there's that uh, that tandem of Stafford and Cooper Cup, who <sighs> Cup might break Calvin Johnson's receiving record for yards yeah. in a season. It, it's It's really insane how well he's playing. Because um, yeah, to me, at least, there's always that little debate in LA, like who's the wide receiver one, Robert Woods or Cooper Cup? Because they'd always have their, yeah. like Woods would always be considered complete because he does the end arounds and he can catch passes on all levels of the field. But yeah, I, maybe I with golf, it was maybe with golf, it was Robert Woods, but Matt no, Stafford, yeah. it's, it's yeah. Cooper Cup. It's yeah. not even a conversation. Like not even, yeah, no, it's not. It's not even um, so if they, they've been playing really well um, and, you know, losing Derrick Henry, obviously is something you can't really replace that kind of production that he had, uh, but they're going to try. Yep. <laughs> they got Adrian Peterson. I know he's 36 years old, but fresh legs are fresh legs, dude. It, it makes a difference at this point in the season when you come yeah. in and you don't already have nine, 10 games under your belt. Yeah. You're coming in fresh. He's in shape. He's not like a guy that was a slob and they signed him off. This Like he has been ready to go ready for this call. He got it. He's in there. He looks good. Yeah. Um, he's lost a step or two, but he's still, I mean, pretty, last, he's still strong. He'll still, he'll, you'll see him throw a couple stiff arms. That'll make yeah. you go, Oh, wait a yeah. second. Yeah. Like he's still, he's still a strong man. Last time he played, he had like 600 rushing yards and like, like seven touchdowns. Yeah. And that was like three years ago. And I mean, yeah, don't expect. I think it was last year with the Lions. Wasn't he the Lions leading rusher last year? Was it last year? I thought it was like a couple years ago. I could be completely wrong. It could have been last year. He was playing year. with Washington a couple years ago. And yeah. then I, he was with the Lions. And now he, he's, been a, he's been a free agent. But yeah, I mean. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. He's been unbelievable. Um, one thing I want to touch on um, before we get to our midseason MVP picks and Super Bowl picks. Um San Francisco getting 
nearly doubled up by a Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins list Arizona Cardinals. Is Shanahan's seat sizzling right now? Yes. Yes. Uh, he is like, you know, you can point to the Niners and, and you can look around and uh, they've been battling the injury bug for a few years now. Um, pretty much ever since they went to the Super Bowl, they haven't been able to have a, a f- healthy, like a, a more than like half healthy roster since then. But that at some point that like the excuses run out, you know, yeah. good coaches are able to go out, sign veterans, sign guys, like pick up guys off the waiver wire um, and and just understand how to reconstruct the team that has been suffering from injuries. Look at the Ravens this year. Yeah, heading into this year, their running back room explodes. Yeah. They have like two or three running backs that get season-ending injuries, including J.K. Dobbins, who was supposed to be uh, he he really came on the strong yeah. there at the end of the year he last really year, and he was supposed to be the guy in that backfield to help out Lamar. He explodes. Everyone like they had like two other backups that explode, and they have to go. They signed like they have Devonte Freeman and Le'Veon Bell sharing carries in the backfield for yeah. Baltimore there. Uh, they lost, I think, a couple of offensive linemen, some guys on the defensive end of the ball. And they had the most guys on IR, I think, coming into the season. And then, like, even for the first handful of weeks in the season, now they're finally starting to get a little bit healthier. But they're, they're already 6-2. and two. Yeah. Like, that's John Harbaugh. That is John Harbaugh being able to plug the holes where he needs to. Uh, there's a little bit of luck involved, obviously, with you know who works with what and what's available to you. But at some point, when your team is getting injured, you, you have to be able to adjust. And Shanahan has not been able to adjust at all. And outside of that year where they went to the Super Bowl, the, he's finished below 500. Yeah, I they haven't had a winning season. Going into the year, I was a little bit like, okay, like Shanahan's been unfortunate. Like injuries have kind of Kind of, like he's been on the wrong side of injuries. Like his defense is basically gone that one year, and they still got what like six wins with. Like, it was it was just tough years. But Jimmy I th- G has had two years. His first year in San Francisco, he like tore his ACL or whatever yeah. out for the year. Last year he was injured for like seven or eight games. Yeah. This year he's missed like three or four games. Yeah. So I think Jimmy G's done there. By the way, that's uh, yeah, a different conversation. But he stinks. But like I've always kind of held this um like Kyle Shanahan's record with a grain of salt because like yeah he's below 500 but he's been kind of shafted with health reasons and then when everyone was healthy he went to the Super Bowl but I think this year I mean it's not helping his case at all and like it I just, was you I was can't just, rely on that though yeah. injuries happen F- football yeah. is a is a physical no. contact sport people are going to get injured you can't you if you get lucky Good for you. Yeah. But it's 100%. Just, like, that never happens, you yeah. know? 100%. Because if you look at John Harbaugh, like you said, IRs, and he still led a team to 6 and 2 record. And yeah, Shanahan hasn't helped himself at all. But is there anything else uh, you want to touch on from this week's games? I mean, there's a ton to talk about, but I mean, is there anything yeah, that stood um, out to you? Fire Jason Garrett. The Giants won. They beat the first place Las Vegas Raiders, which is awesome. Uh, but they scored one offensive touchdown. It came with 11 minutes left in the first quarter. 
And then they had three field goals from Graham Gano and a pick six from Xavier McKinney, who's a stud. He had two interceptions that game. Um, so the only reason really they won is because their defense caused two turnovers and then they had a strip sack at the end of the game. Yeah. So three turnovers. Uh, but Jason Garrett, the Giants have been plagued this year with moving the ball well, getting near or in the red zone, and then just floundering and settling for a field goal. It's been their MO all year. Part of that is because Jason Garrett, I don't care that they won. I've been riding this train since like week two. The Giants are the only team that haven't scored 30 offensive points since the week five of 2020. They wow. haven't scored 30 offensive points. The that's, only team. The Jets bad. put up 30 points against the Colts last week with their third string quarterback. That's bad. Yeah, we need to talk about that too. Josh Jackson, I mean, 317 Jesus, yards. Like, if the Jets, like the Jets are doing that with their third string quarterback and the Giants haven't done that in, you know, a year and a half, it's embarrassing. And yeah. part of that's because Jason Garrett, like there's, there is a lot of, you can point a lot to that. And, um, you know, Joe judge hasn't been great calling timeouts. His clock management is shit, but yeah. Uh, still a big win. They could have beaten the chiefs. If you look at their last no, three games, they definitely games, could have. Yeah. They definitely if you look could've. at their last three games, their defense has been, getting into a groove. They've been playing really well. Uh, they beat, dominated the Panthers, should have beaten the Chiefs, and they beat the Raiders. Uh, and they could have beaten the football team and Atlanta earlier in the year. And if they beat the Chiefs, like that's three extra wins. You're you're six and three. Yeah. It's instead amazing. You're three, instead, you're three and six because you can't capitalize against the Chiefs and you lost on two game-expiring field goals because of stupid mistakes. Yeah, it's uh, comes down to coaching. When you look at wins like that, where they lose winnable games that they lose, like those three against the Chiefs, the Falcons and the football team, that comes down to coaching. So I'm not saying fire Joe Judge. I'm saying fire Jason Garrett. But Joe Judge uh, needs to he's, he's all about discipline and stuff like that. He needs to tighten it up because his uh, yeah, his clock management, in-game clock management, ties, the uses of his timeouts have, have cost the Giants wins. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, New England, too, like we're pretty good between the 20s or like, but once we get to the red zone, we just like lately we've been doing well. And Hunter Henry has been catching some big touchdowns in the red mm -hmm. zone and our, we've been rushing the ball good all year. But I mean, in the red zone, it's just like we try to get too fancy or too conservative. And then we just managed to kick a field goal. And it's like, well, no wonder Nick Falk like went on like yeah. twenty three straight field goals is because we never, whenever we get to the red zone, we it's hard for us to get in. Yeah, but, Bill Belichick has he always astonishes me with the way he he uh, handles his roster. Like Damian Harris has emerged as a good running back, and then you signed Hunter Henry and Johnu Smith. Johnu Smith, I think, is by far and away the worst signing that you had. Because you go, you sign. I thought Matthew he was good. Judon, yeah. You sign Jalen Mills, who have both been good. You sign Hunter Henry, who's now coming on strong. Uh, Johnu Smith is really the only one of those free agent signings that hasn't really panned out. And then, what I always admire about Bill Belichick is that he always trades guys a year early. So there's there's a fine line in football between trading a guy a year early or a year late. 
Yeah. And if you trade him a year late, he's washed up. You don't get anything. You trade him a year early, you get something. Trading Stephon Gilmore, I thought, was really interesting because um, he's not the same cornerback. Yeah. But yeah. he is still a good player. He's from South. They did him a solid, too. He's from South Carolina. They traded him to the Panthers. That was, and, that was nice we, of them. And we barely play yeah. the Panthers, so it's... Yeah, you know, it was... Not, so I, I always admired Bill Belichick in terms of... He did it a bunch with, like, Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins had, like, a career year. Let's him walk. He goes to the Browns, or they traded him to the Browns. I think they like, he walked. He signed a huge deal with the Browns. Sucked. Came back to the Patriots, and all of a sudden was good again. It was because <laughs> we always release him when like they're deserving of a bag. But then, so then, like we just release him or trade him, and then once they get cut from their team because they suck, mm-hmm. then we sign him for like. Two million dollars. Yeah, then, I always, I always good. admire how he uses, how he, how he goes into free agency and how he, how he does, um, who he gives money to. It's always yeah. very interesting. It's like, because he, it feels like he always knows something that we don't. You yeah. know, it's, and we can point to it and be like, well, why didn't he give this guy money? He just played really well for him, and then you know they'll go sign somewhere else and, and get cut. fall apart, yeah. and they won't produce. And it's like that's why he didn't give yeah. this guy money. It's like, uh, maybe he knows what he's doing. But um, John. Before we wrap up, I'll uh, make this part quick. Who, uh, what's your halfway through the season, just over half? What's your uh, who's your MVP pick, and who do you got going in the Super Bowl? How everything's worked out so well, far? I really thought the MVP. I was I was gonna ride with Derrick Henry for MVP. I really was. Uh, this dude was on tra- like track to have twenty two hundred yards, and he's, he's unbelievable. Through through his first nine games of the season, I think it was. Um, only two other running backs had a thousand yards from, or like, uh, over 750 rushing yards and 10 touchdowns through like the first eight games of the eight or nine nine games of the season. And it was Eric Dickerson and Jim Brown and Derrick Henry. So like he was on pace for the first back to back 2000 yard season, rushing season ever. It was a shame. Now. I, I honestly, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I don't know. I like maybe there's a Matt, maybe Stafford. I yeah. like I'm not. There's a lot. I don't think there's a clear cut number one right now. No, I don't think so either. I think there's a lot of like Stafford, Rogers, Kyler Murray, Brady, uh, Brady. Yeah. I'm. Like, I, it's just a, a whole lot of the same. It feels like with the addition of Kyler Murray. Yeah. Uh, I. I just. I. I. I don't know. I really. I don't know. It, it's pretty. Pretty tight in terms of, you know, you look at the top teams. I, I'm sure Lamar. You can throw Lamar in there. Um, yeah. Why not? His team's six and two. He hasn't really had any weapons. He's been doing a lot of it himself. They've had some really impressive wins. Um. Yeah, I I mean I don't I don't really know who the the MVP would be. Do you have a Super Bowl pick? I'm gonna stick with the Rams. Rams? Who you got? Them yeah, beating? they they got Stafford, and I kind of thought that this was really gonna be their year. Um, and now they just got Von Miller, who's yeah. like, are you kidding me, man? Come on. Yeah, the rich get richer. Yeah, um, I, I really respect them and how they don't give a damn about any of their first round draft picks or any draft picks in general. They, get they don't give a shit. The next. 
their next uh, first round draft picks in like 2024, I think. Yeah. If they, like, players no draft picks. If they, they win, who cares? If they yeah. win, who cares? You know, draft exactly. picks don't mean a thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, my MVP right now, I got Brady because I think it's going to be a storyline award for him. And since it's so close with a bunch of other people, I think it's fair to give it to him. And I mean, he's proven it. He has touchdowns in the yards to go with that. So uh, I like Brady and my Super Bowl pick. I'm going to ride with um, the Battle of L.A. Chargers versus Rams. Oh, um, I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm I know the Chargers have been dicey, but the AFC is wide open and. Yeah, I don't I don't hate the Chargers and Herbert. I think he's a gamer and I think they they can clean it up and make a Super Bowl run. It's it's kind of it could be a hot take, but I don't know. I like my boy Herbert. So uh, I, I, I love her. Herbie fully loaded. Me and my friends, we all ride for Herbie. Yeah, we're, we're big. We're big Justin Herbert guys. So uh, I, I don't I don't hate that pick. I think it's funny because the only thing is like. So last year was the first year that a super uh, a team hosted the Super Bowl and then won it with Tampa Bay in the Bucks. So like you picking both LA teams to play in a Super Bowl that's going to be in LA. I thought I think that's as that would be pretty funny. It would guarantee it that's happening yeah. the second year. Oh, so that would that would be pretty interesting. Sure. My my pick before the season started was the Rams. So regardless, I had an LA team in there. But um, John, I've uh, kept you long enough. Um, let the people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me at underscore John Grimaldi, G-R-I-M-A-L-D-I on Twitter. Um, my podcast is from my point of view. Find it anywhere you get podcasts. You know how it goes. That's uh that's awesome, John. I really appreciate you coming on. This is uh fun to switch it up and talk about NFL this time. Oh, yeah. But um, yeah, you'll always be one of my NBA guys for sure. So I'm looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yeah. And um, is full swing of the season. Amen. Exactly. But um, listeners, uh, we do have two guests on the show. So don't not going to let you go quite yet. But um, next guest is Matt Glock to talk about some NHL and NBA talk. So here is Matt Glock. Now bringing on my guy, recurring guest, Matty Ice, Clock. We're about what would you say, forty minutes past uh, <laughs> the schedule, <25. laughs> the scheduled time. Just just plugging in and just lack of uh, plugins on computers. Man, technology. Uh, I was talking to my dad about this earlier yeah it's so annoying how much we have to rely on technology these days like we do and then something like apple too they make the rules right like <laughs> they control everything rules like they don't want to give you headphone jack they won't they don't want to give you certain like uh, plug-in for applications they don't have to and like you have to go pay for it so. it's yeah it's ridiculous it's like oh we want to make more money. We'll just slow down your device. So you have to, it's like, okay. <laughs> company on earth. I'll always say that. Like when they ever the headphone jack on the computer, the magically that year, they bought all Bluetooth devices. 
it's yeah it's ridiculous but um have you been man how's uh how's kairos going oh oh i gotta do something here straight up straight up i better get some paid uh paid uh advertising you know what i'm saying ain't no paid ain't no paid now so <laughs> how's kairos going man everything that came so you know how like you i i, I went to your house and gave you half like yo your hat came in wrong color all the hats came wrong color and you're like i was like i was like i was give you a sample the sample is the proper color bro everything came in wrong that's, everything that's and, like, ridiculous I'm, yeah i'm like trying my money back through paypal and stuff that's that's bullshit bro bro i know i had the worst like when i when i, when I got all the stuff right like i got your stuff I saw like your your like the hack club was wrong. I had a funny feeling. I was like, oh my god! I had a feeling. I had a. Feeling. <laughs> that's, that's what I was like, god damn, bro, I'm gonna get fucked over here. Uh, <laughs> it's life. It's life. It is life, man. But um, other than that, has it has it been like consistent, or has yeah, have you had like some slow weeks or slow days or slow months or? Oh, like I didn't want to sell any of it because it was all wrong. Oh, that's true. Everything was wrong, so I was like, I was like, "Fuck, man." How uh, how long did that back back things up? Fuck, so I haven't got my money back yet. Like PayPal takes up to like three to six months to even get like. Oh my. Yeah, because both sides have to prove the case and ask to go to a third party, and the PayPal then decide who who rightfully goes to the money. That's a joke. It is. This is a bit annoying. Other than that, have you uh, just been kind of ch- chilling, hanging around? Is that all you're up to nowadays, or are you uh, doing something else? Uh, no, I do other stuff. Do other stuff. Um, I'm into like stocks and crypto. Like I feel like everyone is nowadays. Yeah, if you ask, talk to me about crypto. I'll, I'm, you may as well be talking to me about chemistry i'll just get zoned out and lost that's fair that's fair it's <laughs> everything going on in that little world yeah it, that's a that's a dangerous game you're playing that crypto crypto world it is it is for sure i'm not gonna do it. have a little white fly see yeah that. what flavor Mango. oh wow you like that flavor? Oh, that's kind of all i had I've I have a bunch in a backpack that I took to um a little house party last Saturday. Yeah, I just haven't put back in the fridge. That's fair. So that was like the only one I had. And it's like it's all right. It's I don't know. There's better flavors. There's better flavors. But um yeah, I'm bringing you on. We're gonna uh, talk a little NBA NHL, but uh kind of a little something. Speaking of last Saturday, did you watch any of the fights? The uh, the oh yeah the yeah I I didn't like I didn't like watch them but like I know what happened I know what happened I know what happened. Did you catch any of the Gaethje Chandler fight? No, bro. Just go on. Just just go on YouTube. Do you know what? There's there's a TikTok that I have and it has like all three rounds like summed up in a three minute video yo i'll send that to you just watch it it was it may go down as one of the best fights in like 
recent years in the UFC. They just really like people were in the comments saying like this is what two guys who don't know how to fight look like. But yeah. you know, they were like their jaws are made of cement, these two guys, because they took so many punches that could have knocked out any other people. But these guys were just brawling. And it was yeah, it was such a good fight. No. I didn't catch a ton of it. Like I that because I was working that night. So I didn't like catch every fight, but uh I watched the I watched the last half of the last round of the Gaethje Chandler fight and it was unbelievable. And that was only the last half of the third final round. So it was it was a good card from what I've heard. It was a good card. Yeah. No, it was and like I heard right now because Poyer, like I heard this McGregor's next fight might be a title opportunity. Really? Yeah, because Poyer, right? He's like going up against for a belt. Yeah. And obviously, it's going to be Poyer versus McGregor down the road. So, if Poyer wins, like, like realistically, obviously, UFC's not going to pass up on the money. It's going to be a title match for McGregor. <laughs> yeah, they they play so much into McGregor and how much they basically uh, use him at this point. Bro, they have to. He literally is like, he put them on, honestly, like mainstream mainstream to like everyone knows UFC everyone watches it like he he really did he really was like the Muhammad Ali yeah. of, of UFC like he, he really put it on he's bigger than UFC oh like he's, he's <laughs> like there's like UFC isn't the way it is without McGregor and that's no. not even that's not that's like one of the coolest takes with McGregor a lot more doors for all the other fighters now to get recognized yeah before McGregor I never saw UFC like only like in Canada. It was George St. Pierre, but I never yeah. saw UFC on like Sports Center, ESPN, Bleach Report, any of that. I never saw anything, any coverage of it besides yeah. George St. Pierre. Now, like even like when McGregor does the fight, I always see like like headlines of it now and everything. Yeah, it's it's quite unbelievable what uh how he's grown the UFC. You know, I know he's done magic. But um, where do you want to start, NBA or NHL? Let's go NHL. NHL. All right, then we'll finish off with the NBA. Eichel traded to Vegas. We haven't. I haven't talked yeah. about that yet. So uh, the saga in Buffalo is over. The lovely yeah. relationship between the two is now done. Uh, Eichel is traded to Vegas for Tuck, uh, Krebs, uh, 2022 first round pick, but top ten protected, and a 2020, 2023 third round pick. Zero salary retained. What are your thoughts uh, on this trade when you first looked at it? I'm going to be honest. I think Vegas really gave up nothing, like absolutely nothing. But on the other hand, we've seen franchise players get dealt when they're in the same kind of situation as Eichel. And a team will give up literally everything, like the Lindros situation. Like Philadelphia give everything, like everything for Lindros. And Lindros never, like he was a good player, but he never panned out to this yeah, Resky esque player they thought he was going to be like the franchise over, right? And the thing is too, like Eichel's like Stockholm having that surgery, and it's like never been done yet, right? So like you don't know how it's going to go. You don't like I heard something that he could be over two years possibly. So if he is right, he's like twenty five now. He's not going to come back to twenty seven and say he's like not the same Eichel. Two years, like Vegas. That's why I heard possibly. That's why that's why um, Buffalo didn't want to go through with it. This is a possibility to be signed for two years. Interesting. 
Because I only saw the thing that he would be out for like three to five months. Yeah, he's only supposed to be over three to five months. But like there's a possibility with this surgery, if he doesn't go proper, he'd be up for two years. Damn. Yeah, so like he's not coming back to who's 27. And I obviously going to lower his value. That's what I heard. I saw this thing. That's, I don't know where it was, but it, like I could go and interview. And he said he was like willing to do the surgery, play the rest of the season in Buffalo and get dealt in the off season for a higher package for Buffalo. And Buffalo was like not even willing to do that. They didn't want to risk the surgery for him possibly not to come back this season and be over two years. I think Buffalo is the worst run organization in the history of sports. Like they're up there. Like Buffalo right now. Bro, this is bad. They're so this bad, bad, dude. Like, 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 yeah, uh, yeah, that Chicago thing is obviously, but like, just like hockey, like, cause that was just like they, yeah, it's bad. Like that Chicago situation was bad, but Buffalo yo. just like, yo, bro, but like Buffalo, the surgery's been done before. It just hasn't been done on a hockey player. The surgery's been done yeah. before, and it's been successful. Like every time it's been performed, three yeah. doctors uh-huh. recommend this surgery over the fusion, but they still said no. And I'm just like, bro. Bro, it's crazy too, because like when it was like when they're like uh, Eichel getting drafted, it was like two franchise players, McDavid, Eichel, Crosby, Ovechkin type of thing. And so yeah. it's guys, and like they wasted Eichel. And Eichel's like a like I I honestly think at like peak Eichel, I think he's a top five player in the NHL. Same, I, I agree. Like I, he's phenomenal. Like, he is he's no so help, good. No help, Buffalo. He's a complete game, two hundred foot player. Yeah. Um, Easily put over a point per game by himself, no one else around him. So, like, what's he gonna do in Las Vegas? He's gonna, like, I think he's gonna absolutely like just rip in Las Vegas. And I honestly think Las Vegas uh, possibly can go be going to a dynasty. I really do believe that. Yeah, it's yeah. He's so like I was watching highlights of this guy, like because after the trade was made, obviously his health and him playing again is like just around the corner. Like it's yeah. Like three months goes by quick nowadays. So like he'll be back on the ice before you even like realize. Yo, yeah. he is so good. He has one of the best releases in the league. Like people talk about Matthew's shot. Jack Eichel's shot yeah. is unbelievable. It's probably it could even be better. He just his snapshot is like it's crazy. He's one of the more deceivingly fast players in the league his stride is so long and he just he dangles and he just snipes <laughs> like oh, no. he's so good it's he's like a drama queen yeah i guess but buffalo also like treated him poorly yeah like That's they the only- never they never put any talent around him like his his talent was what jeff skinner but scored- here's the question well, they, here's the question: Did they put talent around him, or did talent just not succeed around him? It's like Ryan Reinhardt went to uh, Florida, and the guy's killing it in Florida, honestly. And it's like I Hall's guess. back in Boston, and Hall's like killing in Boston this year. So it's like I'm interested to see how it pans out. Was actually the problem? Like, yeah, I guess sure, the problem is I don't think they match good players around Eichel. Like Eichel needs them. Um, volume shooters and Hall's not a volume shooter. Hall and like Eichel are, are kind of similar in players, right? Like Patrick is a volume shooter. Yeah. And I think Eichel and Patrick do so well in Las Vegas together. Yeah. 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 
Vegas is gonna be a wagon, man. I, I think I think I think it's gonna be good. I, the only thing I didn't like is him going to Pacific. Yeah, David and and they're young. Canucks are done, man. Canucks don't have a chance. I really thought this was gonna be Canucks like decade two. I really did. Like, <laughs> I got drafted. Year. I was like, oh my god, this guy's gonna be like a top five player. And we had like best like best like insane. We had Horvat, we had Demko, and then we just had like ten at the time. We had Edler. I was like, wow. Like, even though it was a two or older, I was like, wow, this team's gonna be pretty good in the future. Yep. And then Vegas decided to just become a new franchise and just tag team this Pacific Division with Edmonton. I saw like like I saw this thing yesterday, like everything they traded for what they got back. And it's like it's like insane what they've got back for what they've traded, like given up. They've given literally nothing. Nothing. They got patch raid, they got stone, they go April now for literally nothing. Like nothing they've given up. Like a couple first round picks and some depth players. And they, they put and they picking have, up Shea Theodore in the expansion draft. That's one that Anaheim's probably shaking their heads at. Like, damn, was, we gave we gave up on this guy too early. And I was then, gonna surprise, though, like why they gave him up. Yeah, same. Like, I don't know, it seems like all these like kind of low key players just strive in Las Vegas. Yeah. Like it seems like they just change their surroundings and they just strive. Like how it seems Florida is right now. Florida got all these like Sam Bennett, Ryan Hart, all these guys, and they're like over a point per game play right now in Florida. Yeah, it's yeah, it's unbelievable. It's just like change of scenery, man. It does a lot to a player. And a lot yeah. of the players in the expansion draft for Vegas, when you just are given a chance for like top line minutes, there's a lot of talent hidden in like the third line players. Like there's a ton. Obviously, it's not the same thing for every third line player, but like the guys like Eric uh, Carlson, Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau, like Chandler Stevenson. Like, there's so many players like that who are just like stashed and and just aren't giving up chances because it's not like William Carlson was on a wagon. He was on Columbus. Third line, yeah. The thing is crazy, though. I think like uh, uh, Riley Smith and Jonathan Marcheseau was like the only. Uh, two 30 goal scores ever given up in a fantasy, uh, not fantasy, uh, 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 draft. Yeah, and it's it's like, like no one even realized who these guys were. Like, Florida just gave them both up for nothing. I know, and then obviously, um, signing Petrangelo, he's a solid player. That contract could hurt them though in the future, but right now it's working out. Well, yeah, and it seems like it's like seems like those athletes are lasting longer. No, that's true. With like sports science nowadays and medical and everything like that, yeah, like players are lasting a lot longer. Brady, Ronaldo, LeBron, Ovechkin, these guys are like, like still like some of the best in the league. Every every year, for the last couple of years, people like keep kind of Ovechkin out, and this guy's like just. Ovi really showing up night in, night out still at 35, 36. I know. Well, like speaking of Ovi, he ties Hall for uh, goal scoring. He's fourth, tied for fourth now with Hall for set with 741 goals. Bro, the thing is, he played most of his career in like uh, the trap era. 
like the ultra defensive early 2010s and which is like more impressive and he has two covid shortened seasons and two lockouts brian knows nothing but impressive like i really do believe already if you retired today um oh i thought it froze again no you're good you're good <laughs> oh uh, i was gonna say <laughs> I thought honestly, I couldn't see that. Uh, if you if you retire today, I would honestly say he's the best goal scorer of all time already. Yeah, I don't think it's a debate. Like, I'm sorry, like, like it's he without question, he is the best goal scorer of all time. Like, and I still think he'll pass Gretzky. So I think it's going to be unanimous. Oh yeah, I think I think he's going to pass him. And the nation has gone like so offensive again, like the last yeah. couple of years, which I think helped him for sure. But like his prime was in such an offensive era, which yeah. uh, probably hurt him, obviously. No, yeah, he's yeah, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna end up passing it. It's it, it's like I are we taking him for granted? Like I feel right now, I'm just so used, like I'm like he's gonna be around for like 10 more years. But I think I think I think everyone takes like pure greatness for granted. I think people take like Tom Brady. I don't think people take Tom Brady as much for granted anymore because he's literally like 44 or whatever now. <laughs> like a couple years ago, I believe people were people were like praying on his downfall when Mahomes was coming up. Like, oh, he's not gonna beat him. He's not gonna beat uh, anyone, right? I feel like this guy's over. Like I used to always see on sports center stuff, he's over. He's 40. He's yeah. done. And it's, it's like it's like just, people were saying, "Wow, Tom Brady says he could play till 45. Do you think he can do it?" And he's 44. And he could probably, he, he could, he might win MVP this year. Bro, it's <laughs> like someone like Ronaldo. The guy's like 36, 37. This guy's like leading the premier in goals this year. And he's like a 40 inch vertical and he's like sprinting across the field, catching up to wingers like in a full sprint. It's like, man, are these guys ever going to stop? I know. You like, yeah, you LeBron. Like, the guy's. 37, I believe. This guy's, I would still believe he's the best player on LA over in AD. Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah, these, guys, these guys, yeah, they're killing it with the time right now. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing out in sports, but uh, it's something right. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. The Oilers, they're off to a hot start. I believe they've uh, won uh, nine of their first 10 games this season. They just lost to Detroit tonight, recording Tuesday night. But um, yeah, Detroit sneaky. We'll get to them. But uh, the Oilers. Do you think that they could? This could really be their year because they actually they look legit, man. Like they have one and two in scoring and Drysdale and McDavid. And I honestly think McDavid is the best hockey player to ever play this game. I will say it right now. Did you see that goal versus New York, man? New York. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I'll say this. I know if you're going to disagree. I don't think he's the best player. I think he's the most skilled. I think he's the most skilled to ever do it. I don't know about the best. Because this guy has, this guy has a, um, a losing track history. Like, he's, like, he loses. I guess most skilled is all-encompassing, like, skill. He's That's what I mean is, like, he's the best player to, yeah, to ever do it. Play. I like, to so, lace yeah. up the skates, like, and like play the game of hockey. He's the 
best player we've seen play. Oh, yeah. Skill, the skill's unmatched. But I think when it comes to playoff time, I'm going to be honest, I think they're getting bounced pretty early. You think so? I do. I don't think McDavid, like McDavid's super skilled, but it just seems like, I don't know, it just doesn't seem like he has like that team and he doesn't have what it takes when it comes to winning. I don't know what it is. Like, hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, because you look last year and they get swept and like they were unbelievable. Like McDavid had like, what, did he have like 106 points in like 50 games last year? Yeah, on pace, I saw this thing. I don't know. I, I, it, it, I don't know the exact number, but it's like truly incredible. On pace, like two hundred three or two hundred seven points this year. That's like no. <laughs> crazy. I never thought in my, like, I never thought in my life we would see someone above two hundred points again. Like, I, like you asked me five years ago when the NHL was having like their highest point getter, Jamie Bennett, eighty six points. I would yeah. have never thought I had someone at uh, two hundred three, two hundred seven. It's it's truly remarkable. It's it's fucked. But uh, yeah, I people were saying um, before the season started, like, oh, uh, could McDavid like he could really get like 150 points this year, and that might be his floor. Like that might be at worst. 150 points for him. I will say this, though. I will say this. Everyone likes hyping like McDavid up. Like, there's like one person we always forget because we're not, not going to see him for two years, basically, is Kucherov. Yeah. Think of this guy, this guy two years ago put up like 137 points. Like, what would he have done last year, even this year at this point? You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I feel like people kind of forgot that guy's name. But, like, he did put 137 two years ago in like 75 games played. Give me your top five players in the NHL right now. Healthy. Oh, wow. Uh, wow, I haven't thought of this in years. Um, um, in order of one to five or just like five, I think, on top of my head. One to five. One to five. Um, it's hard, bro. <laughs> There's so many you guys. I don't, I don't, yeah, hard, I'm gonna forget. I'm gonna forget a couple people. I haven't thought it was so long. Um, I I have a rough five. A rough five. Who's your rough five? McDavid one. Yeah. McKinnon two. Okay. Yeah. Decently. Drysaitel three. Yeah. Kucherov four. Yeah. Matthews five. I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like it's pretty. Good. You wouldn't put up Panarin in there anywhere. Panarin's top ten for sure. I just haven't figured out six to ten yet. <laughs> I didn't go. I haven't gone that far. But like, man, there's you could throw another name out there, and it's like, oh wait, uh, <laughs> where do you where do you put Crosby? <sighs> Probably six, maybe maybe even better than Matthews, just because it's Crosby. You can never count out Crosby. Not a lot. I think we're forgetting someone like very prominent, like in the league. I don't know why. I feel like we are like that. Like, like we saw the out of this guy for yeah. sure. I don't know. Like, like yeah, Marshawn. Like obviously, Marshawn's top ten. I'd put him. Yeah, I um, put him closer to ten though. Yeah, but no, bro, it's I impossible. Think it's a pretty good list. Though, I'm not gonna lie. 
I'm just trying to think of like other people. But yeah, I think that's I cool. I don't think we've seen enough likely yet to even put him in the top, top ten. When he's healthy though, he's so good. He is, but we like I, I honestly think he's only played like one good healthy season so far. Yeah. And that's the problem. That's true. Right? That's true. Uh, like yeah, so I don't know if I can put Eichel in top ten. You like know he has skill, he has everything. I don't know. No, but, that's a good point. It's a good. Point. I think I think Eichel's top. I think Eichel's top ten. But man, at this point, I think I've said twenty people are top ten. God. Yeah, I feel like we'd be kind of. Yeah, I feel like we'd put everyone in top ten. But there's so many good players in this league. It's there's so many skilled players now. So many, and yeah. uh, so many go nowhere too. Like Kale McCarr, like he's got to be close. Like he's he's insane. Bro, he could he change. could be top ten. And even people forget about goalies like Andre Vasilevsky. He's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah hey. he really, un, un, undoubtedly the best goalie in the NHL right now. Yeah, he's like literally one of the main reasons why. Tampa's one. You can put Hedman in the top 10, honestly, too. I think Hedman's like, slowly slipping out of top 10, but bro, like, like he, maybe even like a couple of years ago, you could definitely make a case for top 10. Right now, I don't think he's quite there yet. But I don't think he's there. No. Like Adam Fox is creeping up there. He won the freaking Norris last year and he's, and he's lighting up the league again this year. Yeah, he's looking, he came out of nowhere, like nowhere. Yeah. So, yeah, the conversation of top five or top ten players in the league right now, it's there's so many different lists out there, and it's super subjective. Yeah, I would really have to look into it, too, to be like, this is my top five. It's also like what you base it on, right? Do you base it on winning? Do you base it on skill? Um, I personally base it on, like, skill. Skill? Because sometimes, like, your team is just, like... There's not much some players can do about it. Like that McDavid one is a little different because I don't think he necessarily performed that well in the postseason. So like he has some blame, but sometimes players play good, but their team just sucks. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. McDavid. But, yeah. Like I can't like he was kind of like, like all the Toronto team. They just go away in the playoffs. Yeah. And, like, they're nowhere to be found. Like, yeah, when that Toronto team got built, I was like, wow, this is a dynasty way to happen. Yeah. And, uh, four or five years later, uh, they're still first round next every year. No, I agree. But um, yeah, we'll move on from this. But uh, there's like, there's one that's around. It's like, would you rather, like, this one's popular that I've seen is Matthews or Dry Seidel? Oh, that's good. And it's like, um, I, I lean uh, Dry Seidel. But it's definitely a conversation to have. That's a very good conversation. But that's like the idea of like I think Dreisaitl gets hurt playing behind McDavid, it's like how Malcolm uh, Malcolm did playing behind Crosby all those years. Like, yeah, like crazy that Malcolm didn't get added to like the NHL top 100, but like Jonathan Taves did. It's like so so biased to their recent wins at the time. I believe they sound Cup wins. Yeah, um, I think I think it's the same thing. I honestly believe like Dreisaitl was like by himself. I honestly believe you could say he could be like number one, possibly two for sure. I really believe he could be like two. Well, but, when McDavid got hurt last year, he he got like eight points in four games. Like he still carried Edmonton to like 
I know. It's like it's like, even like yeah, like the the Pittsburgh days when Crosby was out for those years of concussion. Malcolm Malcolm put up like an incredible amount of points like year yeah. in year out for and like what was the franchise player and then Crosby came back and took a back seat again. Yeah. It's the same thing with Dreidel. I'd probably take Dreidel because yeah. Matthew's the main in Toronto. We see what he does night in night out. Yeah. And just has his backup. No, for sure. Uh but there's some big news. Um, Price released a statement today, and he is set to return with Montreal. Uh, he mm-hmm. entered himself into the player assistance program within the NHL to deal with some mental health issues. So it's good to see Carey Price come back. Um, obviously, he's kept his statements private, but when you saw him enter, enter the program, what were your first thoughts and kind of reaction? Um. I don't know, you don't expect it out of him, right? He's kind of like a low-key dude, right? He ain't no like yeah. Austin Matthews or like I feel like Austin, like like if Austin Matthews did, you know what I mean? Dude's young, he, he seems like he likes to party. Like I wouldn't be surprised to get caught up in that life. But like Kerry Price, I would have never thought that, right? You you didn't know though at first. I think at first thing, like my first like the first statement I read, it was like just like, oh, he's going to help his mental health. That's all I read, right? So I didn't know what it was. Like Obviously, as it comes out, right, it's like, it seems like substance abuse today, whatever he said. Yeah. So, um, obviously, we don't know what substance. Obviously, my guess is either alcohol or, or painkillers. Yeah, my, my guess was alcohol, but I don't necessarily want to assume anything. But, yeah. yeah, it's good to see him come back. I don't want him to rush anything because Carey Price, I think, is a fan favorite amongst the entire NHL. Like, even if you're a Leafs fan, Boston, Boston fan, whatever. Yeah. Carey, I think Carey Price is a beloved goalie and player throughout the NHL, yeah. regardless of fan base. So it's always good to see him back. And that goes for any player. doesn't have to be a top player in the league or it, any player who enters, like Bobby Ryan, what was it, a couple years ago when he came back after admitting to – uh, alcohol abuse and all that, and he comes back and scores a Hattie against the Canucks. Like, yeah. it's, it's good to see players come back and succeed and know that yeah, it's like it's doing something. I think I think sports is like very hard on your like like sports is hard on like athletes, right? You're yeah. like ridiculed by the fans and the media, and then when you have like bad years, you kind of just lose passion for it, right? Yeah, and I go through the motions and like uh, that's where I feel like that's where it gets players. Like 100%. Bobby Ryan's on top of the world in Anaheim. And then, uh, what's the score? Canucks just tied it up with 55 seconds left. That's fire. That's fire. Who scored that? PD. Patterson scored. Let's go. Back to back games. Guys finally getting rolling. But, anyways, you were saying, sorry, I interrupted you. That's all good. It's head checks. Wow. Um, um, like Bobby Ryan on top of the world in Anaheim, right? They're like yeah. contender. Look like the next big thing in Anaheim gets shipped to Ottawa. Terrible team does nothing, right? Obviously, uh, you're gonna get caught in the motions. You're gonna lose passion for the game. Yeah, exactly. It happens, right? Yeah, it's um, no. I'm really happy to see Price get back and um, yeah. He's uh especially when his like his career slowly like coming to an end and you can kind of tell that he's obviously near the end of his career. It's good to see him like um 
kind of give everyone a sense of hope like hey like we still get to see him play a bit before he kind of goes out on a bad yep. note but no carry price returning great for the league um and uh good for him for uh heading into the program and then coming out um when he's ready but yeah uh chicago um they fired their coach colleton everyone yeah everyone but uh everyone but uh no this the terrible start for chicago after their additions in the offseason i mean they had much higher expectations they were like some people were putting them at the top of the central like there's some people like having them seriously compete and they've just been terrible even so bad so I'm not surprised by the fire. I don't think anyone is. I had yeah. them as a playoff team, though. And uh, I also didn't think it helps with all the internal uh, problems they've had this year with this. Like, I don't know, rape case came out. And then, yeah. like, uh, like, all these, like, John, like, a lot of the problems, like, John came the right? So it's like pure. I was gonna look at them in the room, yeah. Keeping the closed doors here, yeah. And uh, um, yeah, just like like the firing of all their staff and their their the GMs and stuff. Obviously, it's gonna like have a negative impact on your team. No, I agree. I agree. So yeah, like they just need a reset button. They just need to like find a new identity and like try to just start from zero start from the ground up and try to get back on track and i think firing the coach or just like like i don't want to put such a harsh term on it firing like they could have just split ways but like it just wasn't working with that coach and i think they needed a new voice in there yeah something like that they won tonight but they weren't doing good they were definitely performing below expectations so i'm not gonna lie i expect them to turn their season around though i really do I think they're going to get better. They're going to get back on track. It's just like, it was so weird that they were playing so bad that like something has to start clicking at some point. Yeah. And obviously they locker room probably like heated locker room. Yeah. Like in all honesty, everything. No, for sure. I agree. But uh, we'll run through the standings quickly. We just went uh, through it a couple um, episodes ago, but Atlantic. Uh, Florida first, Toronto second, Tampa Bay third, Detroit and fourth, Buffalo fifth, Boston sixth, Ottawa seventh, Montreal eighth. Obviously, the Detroit and Buffalo is a little surprising being middle of the pack there in the Atlantic division. I was expecting Boston to kind of be Maybe higher than sixth. But, yeah, I had them winning the division. But, I mean, the way Florida's playing right now, it's kind of hard to knock them off. But um, I had Florida. You had Florida winning? Yeah, I think they're a better team than Boston this year. I think they'll be a better season team when it comes to playoffs. I think Boston's the king of that division still. Yeah, I uh, I had Florida in the wild card just because I didn't trust Bobrovsky. But, he is, I uh, mean, he's shoving that up my ass okay. right now. Yeah, the $10 yeah. million dollars a year wasn't looking good last year. But uh, Metro. Carolina's first, Rangers are in second, Phillies in third, Colorado fourth, Washington. Wait. Colorado's not in that division. 
Who? Uh, Columbus. 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 I was. I had C O L there, and I thought I read as Colorado first, but you know, oh, I was wrong. Okay. Uh, Columbus That's in fourth, Washington fifth, Islanders in sixth, uh, Devils in seventh, and Pittsburgh in eighth. Pittsburgh in eighth. Missing. They're really missing. Uh, their two big guns, eh? Crosby and Malkin. They are. I, I'll be honest. I honestly did think they were going to miss the playoffs before the season started with Malkin uh, and Crosby up for so long. Yeah, I had them missing as well. And the team's just like a, an aging team, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, uh, I had them missing, sadly. But, uh, yeah, even like the, they don't like you, Crosby and Malkin back. Malkin back is like they don't have a super depth-filled team. Yeah, I agree. But, uh, no, yeah, there's definitely some teams like Shesterkin. He's probably uh, leading the way with the Vesna right now. He's absolutely yeah. carrying the Rangers right now. He's playing out of his mind. And the Rangers better pick up their offense because they can't keep relying on Shesterkin to carry their weight. No, no doubt. Uh, the Central, Minnesota sitting at top. Uh, St. Louis in second. Winnipeg in third. Nashville in fourth. Dallas in fifth. Colorado sixth. Chicago seventh. Arizona eighth. Now, this was as of last night, so things may have changed. But, no, Colorado, they have to pick it up at some point, right? Yeah, there's not a slow start. Like McKinnon is, Carr is, Ratman is. There's not a slow start. Nothing. Yeah, and, and health and COVID has kind of been, they've been on the wrong side of that, so. Yeah, like McKinnon started the season with COVID. Like, wasn't it Ratnan started the season with COVID as well? Um, yeah, I think so he yeah, and, like their own. and he was also like slightly hurt too. So, McKinnon or uh, Rantanen? I think Rantanen was hurt. He was like a day to day or like, like, yeah, he just he wasn't necessarily 100% healthy. So, um, oh, JT Miller. Oh. Sorry, I'm I'm mad distracted right now with this game. It's in overtime. It seems crazy, but uh, yeah, Minnesota. I'm I, I was really high on Minnesota going into the season. I yeah. um I was kind of shocked last year, honestly. Like a I, lot of people were. I think they're one of those teams where they're just gritty. Like they're they find ways to like stay competitive. And like just yeah, just I think win. they're also good though. Like, like getting yeah. all the old and bringing new in. Like I think yeah. they're very good at just bringing up the young players. Yeah, there's a lot of teams hold on to the, like Anaheim. They held on to Perry and Getzlaf for so long. You passed their prime. Yeah, uh, burnt them right. I think Minnesota just like they see their old players getting older, and they kind of just go mutual ways with them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Pacific Edmonton Edmonton sitting at top. Calgary second. Anaheim third. They just beat Vancouver in overtime. Troy Terry. Um, so Canucks got a point out of that. But uh, yeah, so they're in third. San Jose's in fourth. Vegas in fifth. Kings in sixth. Vancouver seventh. Seattle eighth. Hopefully Vancouver picks it up. We've talked about Edmonton. Calgary has been making a surprising start to the season. And what yeah, I, I thought. Like, I think like they have a pretty good team, though, overall. I feel like they've underperformed last year. Like they have Goudreau, they have Monaghan, they have Tatuk, they have uh, Mangiapanis. Yeah, like they have a pretty good team. I'm not super surprised. I'm more surprised at Vegas in fifth. 
Yeah. I mean, Vancouver in seventh, honestly. I thought Vancouver do a little bit better. But, they have uh, to start playing. Super strong. Vancouver has to stop giving up the first goal of the season or first goal of the game. They've done it, including tonight, yeah. 11 out of their first, 11 times out of the 13 games they've given up the first goal. And that's not going to win you games. No, no. If you're constantly climbing back, I that's think a was- recipe for disaster. Our play is also hard this year. It's like last, maybe it's, your second to last. Yeah, and their penalty and kill is definitely the last. Their penalty kill is definitely last. So penalty kill, yeah. the power play is like I think yeah. second or last, second last or last. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. But um, yeah. So that's the NHL. We'll uh, talk a little bit NBA. Going uh, we'll uh keep this short because there's nothing like crazy to talk about but there is one thing that yeah. I want to talk about Celtics Golden State oh Celtic okay the Celtics have engaged in trade talks for Ben Simmons and I think Philadelphia's going to too much in my opinion and the trade wouldn't happen without Jalen Brown going the other way and uh, that's where I'd walk away if I was uh, 1,000%. In no that's way in hell am I trading Jalen Brown to bring in Ben Simmons. Like, there's no shot. It's like the, the running joke in the NBA is like, Ben Simmons is the only player to not approve since his rookie season. Like, he's still the same skill level, possibly worse. Yeah. And... uh and like I don't know, like Jalen Brown and Tatum just work together, right? They're both they they can both a slash three point shot, um, play make, and he's got to bring Ben Simmons like in the brick layer, right? I feel like he just fuck everything up, like because like, like, like Ben Simmons know. doesn't want to get better. He doesn't. Like, like they've does. tried that with Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler has tried to fix him. When he was in Philly, and yeah. they traded Jimmy Butler because Ben Simmons was being a little poopy pants and wouldn't, yeah. and just he wouldn't put in the work to get better. And that's why he's putting up constantly zero points in playoff games because he just he won't try to get better offensively. He's an all NBA defender, yeah. he's unbelievable defensively, no, like- he can guard one to five. He's great defensively. But if you're not putting up points, then how effective are you? You're super one-dimensional. And in no chance am I... Like, I'm taking good offense over good defense if I'm paying a guy tons of money. No, for sure. And And Jalen Brown provides that offense. He has like 27 points a game this year. Jalen Brown literally puts 76 to the next level, right? Yeah. I think the one that hurts Simmons too... It's just Embiid, and now they added. Uh, oh, who did they add this year? That came from Cleveland last year. Victor's face, the center. Oh, mm-hmm. well, they added Andre Drummond. I'm pretty sure. Drummond. Well, like, it hurts. It hurts, right? Because like uh, Simmons needs to drive into the paint to get points. And when you have yeah. uh, you have Embiid and out Drummond in the paint, it just hurts him if you get points even more, right? Yeah. Um, so I, I believe he's like he's like kind of hurt the team. Not gonna lie. Like, yeah. 
they need they need a they need a facilitator. They need a guy that can stretch the floor, put up threes as their main like guard, not Simmons, the walking bricklayer. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. I no chance am I doing that trade if I'm Boston. But man, ma- massive W for Philly if that actually does happen. Uh, the Lakers dicey start. Russell Westbrook, man. I was not high on the Lakers going into this season, and I'm so happy that it's like, yeah, I wasn't high. I had them maybe finishing sixth in the West. I honestly didn't. I was honestly pretty high on them. I thought they'd come like second to a uh, Utah or Denver. Utah and Denver always finish high in the West. Yeah. Because, um, like, you got LeBron, right? I don't feel like, I feel like if LeBron's healthy for the season, like, that team should slide into the playoffs pretty easy, especially with AD. But, uh, the problem is, like, you got AD in the paint, and you got Russ trying to go in there. So, like, I feel like they're just, it's like the, the 76ers thing with Embiid and Ben Simmons. You got one in the paint, one trying to go in there. And, like, it just hurts each other, right? So, and then you got LeBron trying to facilitate, like, do uh, everything to, to stretch the floor. And you got these two just, yeah, it's like the one thing with the Lakers is that their problem was that they couldn't shoot. And adding Russell Westbrook didn't help that at all. No. <laughs> no, I think I think it was more like LeBron AD just wanted him to yeah. get that next super team kind of level. Um, it's like none of it really gels. Like no, 80s, is 80s a game time decision every single game. I mean, right, LeBron, yeah, I mean, LeBron's LeBron. You don't have to worry about him. But Russell Westbrook, like, he's so, like, you don't know what you're getting. Like, he could either get you, like, 12 points or he can get you 39. Like, 39, 12, and 10. Or he can get you, like, it's, you, you don't know what you're getting. And he's, like, his turnover rate's really high. And it's, yeah, it, I don't think it, I saw it and I'm like, Westbrook, he's dynamic, super dynamic player, but is it going to work? And it's like, I don't know. Well, that's the thing. He, he, he kind of needs to be on the team by himself. Yeah. That's his problem, right? Like, if he's on by himself, go crazy on the points, crazy just like plays. And like, the only, like, he can play with people like KD and or LeBron. They're pretty selfish. And they can play with those type of dudes that play with anyone, right? You can just yeah. four facilitate, do it all. But uh, when you put AD into that mix, it's a problem. Like, Russ needs the paint, and AD needs the paint. So I feel like there's, there's a problem there. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I don't know. It's hard. it's hard. It's hard with Russ, right? It's hard. He's like one of those players, like a, a booker, right? It's hard to match players with them. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. But um, Warriors, they're first in the West, and they yeah. still don't even have Clay Thompson. Yeah. Didn't and see that, honestly. Going into Crazy. the season, Doug Everly on NBA preview show. Doug Everly said, "Warriors are going to the finals and finishing first in the West." And right now, they're first in the West. A bull take by Doug. Um. For sure. 
Yeah, when but, we put in uh, our finals picks. I honestly didn't see that coming. Like when he put in our finals picks and he he stuck with it. He's like, Warriors are going to the finals against the Nets. And I'm like, imagine that, that like Harden versus bold. Curry. But I mean, like, bold, yo, like, they're playing unreal right now. Curry really is like crazy. I honestly didn't see it too. Like after he broke his wrist, I was like, he's a three point shooter, right? So I was like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, we'll see. He's getting a little older. And I also thought like he's won everything, right? He'd be kind of content. Yeah. He's done it. Like when he was Toronto and they lost, right? In the finals in 2019. Yeah. He seemed like he was chill. He seemed like he was content. He was like, yeah, whatever. Been here five times in real life. Four <laughs> champions behind me. Like, I care less. That's why I took it out. It's like, after okay, he broke his wrist. I thought he was going to be content. I thought he was going to just live his career in, in, uh, San Francisco or out of town in Oakland, right? I didn't think this guy would be like just relentless and like be back at it like this this year and like lead literally they have a pretty good depth filled team, but like not nine and one good. Yeah. I didn't think so. It's pretty insane how they've played. I know hot takes on your your podcast have come true. Like last year when I said Jokic become an MVP. And yeah, like and this I as soon as you said that, I put that to rest, and I immediately regretted it halfway through. I'm like, damn. Me and Doug really you said that. Laugh. You guys we, laugh. we, we said that. Um, I don't know. You you chose Doncic as MVP, but you said Jokic could really have an MVP-level season. And me and him were like, like, he's good. We just don't know if he can like carry a team. And he fucking won MVP. Oh, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's it, right? I think we all chose Doncic that year as well. Yeah. Nah, man. But uh, yeah, Curry, I didn't see that. I really didn't. He's like they yeah. have a good bench. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, he's. But I didn't think he's playing unbelievable right now. In the West. Yeah. Uh, John Morant, he's having an unbelievable season right now. And Doug, oh my God, this guy was on fire right now. He he chose Doug as MVP. Chose. Uh, he Doug chose Morant as MVP. When I saw that, yeah, when I saw that, like that's bold. Yeah, I used, I used to think so highly of John. I still do. And I still think he'll be like a top three player in the league. And uh, I, I always, since this day one, been drafting, I always said jobs would be better than Zion. I honestly still believe that. And uh, and this guy's really looking like it. He, dude's like just like hungry to win. Like he wants to lead Memphis. Yeah, I mean, but, like, uh, and especially with he, you see, you see Zion's injuries. Like it doesn't help that he can't stay on the floor. And like he's. He's like he's, yeah, so I mean, John Morant's super dynamic, and he's proven that he's one of the better players to come out of that. But uh, we'll kind of wrap it up here. But who's uh, one last question? Who's had the most disappointing start, um, team and player wise? In what league? The NBA. Oh, NBA. Um, player Harden though. Harden? Uh, obviously, the fouls is um, yeah. definitely hurt in the new foul rule. Yeah, like, that's. I was shocked. He's putting like six points this year. Yeah, where he's, he's like a thirty. Yeah, he's like thirty points per game, usually. So that new foul rule is definitely impacting him hard. Yeah, but like I ain't gonna lie, they're like not calling like some real fouls. Like I saw him get grabbed last night. Like when he was like he was driving in, like literally got grabbed, but they didn't call it. So wow. I don't know. 
But like, uh, seems to like they're picking and choosing when to call. So I don't know, but like, what's up? <laughs> Jesus fuck! Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be rough. This is going to be a rough one for uh, listeners. I don't know. It could be my Wi-Fi. It could be your Wi-Fi. It's just a bad night for... I mean, I wasn't having this trouble earlier this evening. So... (laughs) That's gotten up. Bro, I swear to Jesus Christ, my (laughs) Wi-Fi is never like this. Uh, To be Streaming on Zoom now, like, like I swear to God, it's not like. Well, uh, yeah, my disappointing team right now, I think it has to be the Lakers because with how they are coming in, I was expecting them to do like better. Like I was like, I thought it was kind of a hot take having them lower, but I think they should be playing better. But disappointing player, I mean. Russell Westbrook or Damian Lillard. I think they've kind of been underperforming than what? Um, or no, do you know what? Michael Porter Jr. Oh, yeah, bro. That huge contract he signed, too. What was it, like 207 million? Yeah, he's been playing terrible. He's been super underperforming. To be fair, that was a bit of a jump with the gun, right? He hasn't really done much. I, that, like it's I like, don't think he deserved that contract. I think he should have signed for much no, less. But I mean, like, that's on Denver. It's literally though. like, yeah, it was like a really jump of the jump of the gun contract. Um, yeah. But even like between teams, like Celtics for me, maybe one yeah. six. Yeah, they've been they've been playing pretty bad. Yeah, but it's early. They, every every team can turn around still. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Matt, this is uh, <laughs> fun. This is this is fun to talk to you. Is this uh, might be, this might be a rough edit ahead of me, but uh, I'll do my best. It was despite that, Wi-Fi is always something that's uh, tricky to deal with. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. It's always fun talking to you. Thank you. Maybe maybe next time we'll do this Almost in person. Two hours after this. Yeah, maybe next time we'll do this in person. Have a grand old time. Get a little bit more uh, uh, lagging. As we almost have two hours and we've got 30 minutes recording done. <laughs> so it's a lot of wasted yeah. time. Which is- I mean, I, there's still probably a, somewhat of a, um hour. So this is going to be a long one. Oh. Yeah, this is going to be a long one. Yeah. But, um, uh, Matt, where can the people find you? Instagram, um, Kairos, like all that sorts of stuff. Uh, Instagram, at MattGlock, Glock, G-L-O-C-H, Matt, M-A-T-T, no spaces, pretty easy, pretty easy. Um, that's all right now, though. That's about all. All right. And but, uh, uh, thank you for having me on. Thank you for uh, letting me... Uh, Spit some knowledge. Of 
course. Maybe, uh, yeah, we'll uh, try to do this in person or maybe uh, pick a day when it's not pouring rain and we don't have to deal with... Because, uh, uh, honestly, my Wi-Fi in my room is pretty bad as it is as well. So it's it, it could be mine the whole time and it could not be yours at all. So it's very... Uh, it depends. When we were like, when you had to stop recording that one or two times, like it was like an un- unstable network connection. Oh, okay. So it was yours. So it was like, it definitely, it definitely mine twice for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys know where to follow me. I uh, plugged everything at the beginning, but um, be sure to head to the YouTube to, uh, you could watch this. Uh, the, eps- the video might be up a bit later, but um, yeah, YouTube, left side heavy, subscribe. Uh, hit the bell, like the videos, comment, be interactive, um, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps grow the show. And uh, Glock, once again, thank you for coming on. John Grimaldi, thank you for coming on and hey, talking man. some football. Of course, anytime, Matt. But uh, listeners, that's another episode in the books, and we'll see you guys next time. I just got a let go. Went from ducking and fucking and now I got put in the friend zone There's no need for discussion, I just really loved how you get low But I'm dipping, I'm cutting the shorty and we're being ten toes, ten toes I, I, I just gotta let go, call me a Benzo, paid all cash, I won't take no rentals, killing my